0: Good evening again, hello. So as we're entering the new year, uh, we have this interesting synchronicity of encountering the following line from Hongzhur's poem on silent illumination. And so the line or the stanza that we're on is, through the gate, the self emerges and the branches bear fruit. And this is a line from one perspective about fruition. And you could say it's a line that's pointing us to the fruition of each moment, the completion of each moment, of each moment of experience. It's about, you could say, stepping back and appreciating our efforts, resting in effortlessness, but resting in that just pure appreciation in the wholeness or in our wholeness of the moment. Or isn't this moment the fruit of all your life's efforts? Generations of hard work, love, nurturing, care, compassion. And isn't this moment the fruit of your life right now. The only thing that you can experience, right? It's your life right now. The taste of this moment, the feeling of this moment, the sounds, the smells, just the fullness of life being expressed And is that not fruit unto itself? could say it's low hanging fruit where we always have access to this abundance. This abundance being offered through the senses. And how often do we actually taste it? can be so simple to pause and just feel this life happening through us. The sounds, the smells, the tastes, the colors, the shapes, the play of light, being expressed so uniquely so unencumbered in the Dzogchen tradition they have this simple way of talking about dharma practice they say the view is the meditation and the meditation is the fruition the view is the meditation so how we think about practice what we bring to um, practice the intention that we have for practice shapes how we meditate and that shapes basically the experience. Dzogchen also translates as great completion. I love that as a koan, great completion. Because it's a celebration of what is always, already complete. And a reminder that we can celebrate wholeness simply by stepping back from that tendency to dissect to particularize to judge to compare to bring out our measuring sticks and separate and grade and it says just step back from that for a moment from that tendency to do and to fix and just rest And see this life as it is, always tending towards wholeness, whole within itself, complete within itself. Right? Like when you're really present with the breath. Just feeling that moment by moment sensation, inhalation, moment by moment, sensation, exhalation. Like you could even saying inhalation and exhalation kind of takes away from just those sensations of breath, breath breathing itself. You can't say, oh, that was a bad breath like from From inside the breath, there is no measuring stick. Good breath, bad breath. <laughs> I guess we have a different connotation for bad breath, though <laughs> just this reminder. I mean, it's utter simplicity is sometimes baffling, but just this reminder that, oh, we can give ourselves this treat to rest and recognize what is complete. And it doesn't, this isn't like a negation of any of the the beautiful work that we're doing in the world and the beautiful ways that we're... Um, you know, healing and um, learning new things and training the mind. It's just a reminder that also to simultaneous things are whole and complete as they are. In that intimate experience before thought that direct contact. As the senses open and awareness moves through the senses, we have contact with just that interconnectedness of all things. No, there is no separation. I don't stop here, right? The senses are all inclusive. You are manifesting in my awareness. You are manifesting in my eyeballs. You're part of the breath of this moment and I'm part of your breath of this moment. So the new year is a time of possibility of new year's resolutions. And that's one, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so gleeful that this is the line that we have this week. Because I know I've been kind of going over and reflecting, oh, what do I want to focus on? And, and, and then the tendency is usually for me, like, to come from lack. It's like, oh, what do I want to improve in my life? And what do I want to focus on? And what do I want to make better? And then it starts coming into this, like, to-do list And I think that's great. I mean, I think it's great that we have this ability to project into the future and to have ideas about new experiences and things that we want to do. But I also am being reminded by this stanza that it's helpful to remember and reflect on what's working, what's already whole, what, you know, what fruits of practice are you enjoying as you're doing this practice? and as you're making resolutions what are you already enjoying about your life and it's so interesting that it's easy to overlook that and just like get on with the next the next project the next improvement and you could say it's a habitual approach to life to spiritual practice that we undertake this mindset of improvements And then the inner critic gets involved. And when the inner critic is involved, it's like from the inner critic's point of view, there's always more to do to get better. And the inner critic is not the one who's gonna celebrate the fruits of practice. (laughs) So we have to shift to a different part in order to, uh, to practice this appreciation and to celebrate completion. I was, was thinking as I was writing this of the what we sometimes call the unholy trio, which is the perfectionist, the pusher, and the critic, and and so when that unholy trio gets a hold of new year's resolutions it's like the perfectionist just sees like all these things we can do and all these ways we can be better and from the perfectionist point of view like we can be superhuman we can be buddhas and that's the standard or you know whatever the standard is this high high ideal that's like a blend of all the best people ever in our minds you know and and then you know the the pusher can get involved with that and make the to-do list and sign up for the classes and you know scan all the retreats you're going to go to or you know, set a time, you know, a high time for the amount of time to meditate or exercise or do whatever. And then, you know, the inner critic's there are like holding the whip, like, you "No, know, try harder, more, not good enough, failure." And we kind of get in this cycle and either we just give up or we like run ourselves ragged. And even when we do make progress, these three will never see it. We'll never be the ones to congratulate. So we also need to have that ability to step back and just appreciate, like there is a part of us that does know how to appreciate and to give some time to that. As through the eyes of the critic, there's always more to do, more work to be done, more we can improve. And if things are going pretty well in this category of life, then just look over here and then we can focus on improving that. And like I said, I don't want to in any way downplay the beauty of our capacity as human beings to evolve and to grow and to learn and to keep Um, expanding our our inner knowing and outer knowing. But I do want to uh, take a step back and appreciate all that's been given and all that is happening, the fruits we are enjoying right now, right here. And perhaps one of the reasons why it's easy to overlook this practice is in a way, the fruits of Dharma can't be measured, can't be quantified. Like, how do you measure awakening? You know, Dogen Zanji has that beautiful line: "When the truth fills your body and mind, you realize that something is missing." And so, like the you know the unknowableness, the just vastness of this Dharma path, you can't measure it. I can't measure, oh, how am I doing on compassion today? Like, what's the standard? Or loving kindness, or wisdom? But we can celebrate when they appear. You know, we can celebrate that moment of tenderness that moment that we realized we're thinking and we didn't beat ourselves up and just came back to the breath, or that moment of just like one mindful bite, or just that spontaneous kind thought that that came through the mind instead of judgment. And we can celebrate those. And when we celebrate those, I think they grow. And I also want to invite us um, to look at ourselves from right now and this past year through the eyes of our true self or original self. You could say the one mind or the Bodhisattva of wisdom and compassion through the eyes of Buddha nature. And reflect on what in your practice would you like to celebrate? What is going well? What fruits are you enjoying? And what insights did you have in the past year? What did you learn? How are those learnings still a part of you? Those insights still a part of you? And so when we have insights in Dharma and in life, I mean, they never go away. But we, like we can never really forget them. But sometimes they get overcovered. So it can be helpful to take a step back and just remember. Yeah. There were shifts that happened in the last year. What challenges did you move through? And what did you learn from them? How did they change you? How did you grow in maybe unexpected ways? When or where did you inhabit resilience in this past year? I think we can all celebrate resilience this past year. the ways that we met the pandemic and all of the on again off again demands of life what strengths did you discover this past year what did you learn to embrace about yourself about others about the world where did you find love I personally want to celebrate the consistency in which and don't let the inner critic hear this but the consistency in which many people in this group have attended meditation either on Thursday nights consistently or in the sangha um, or in retreats. I've seen a lot of you (laughs) on zoom. And that's been beautiful. Beautiful to see how we're cultivating together, and and just want to celebrate the faith and the determination and the perseverance it takes to 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 commit to showing up every week, every other week, once a month. Like that's a big commitment, and it takes you know it takes a lot of faith and determination and planning and. will and care to show up to make practice a priority in the midst of the pandemic in the midst of all the interpersonal challenges and changes and work and career and personal life and family. So yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all for your practice. And in this reflection, in this celebration, recollecting what has been a refuge for you in the last year. And we use that word in Buddhism a lot, the refuges of the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. But how does that manifest for you day to day? How has it? Where did you go for strength and resiliency in the past year? What practices, what tools did you develop? Did you cultivate? Did you really get to know from the inside? What has nourished you? So I'm curious if anybody wants to celebrate out loud. It's I think maybe one of the hardest practices. It's almost easier to say, oh, these are the things I'm gonna do next year, but I'd love to hear what, what you're noticing, what reflections, what you would like to celebrate or own.